We are back for another episode of the Apple Circle Podcast. Welcome back to what I consider to be the best Apple podcast you can listen to because it's, you know, we got the news here. We got great analytical minds. Matt Gonzalez is on here. So uh, we are breaking everything down. And actually, it was funny, Matt, because I'm back in the studio today uh, at the office doing this podcast. And I don't know if you could see it on frame, but right out of frame, I'll grab it in a minute, is the Porsche lego thing you built oh yeah and i was thinking about that the other day how long did that take you i'm gonna grab it while you talk about it so people can see that was like that was like a full day of of building at work which is interesting because I, I love lego and i build lego all the time so i'm pretty fast at it i can get a big set like the last big set i think i built was uh the millennium falcon kind of hard to say from uh, star wars i got that a few months ago and i built that like in two hours so I'm pretty good at it, but when you're doing it at work, it's a whole different thing because we had to film it. We had to, it was a crazy, but yeah, that thing is still kicking around. Surprisingly, it's missing parts. Like the the wing on the back is definitely not as it should be, but hey, still still. <laughs> I'm looking strong. at it now. It's collected some dust, but it looks really good. I don't. I I was always horrible at this, and I don't know all the <laughs> intricate details that went into this. But man, this looks pretty cool. I, I was just looking. Oh, I actually I live right now. Just broke something off the back. See, so told you. sorry, that was me. <laughs> uh, but it's just cool. We have so many knickknacks down here. But anyways, I digress. Um, as always, we love to talk about the Apple News every week and get your input as well. So if you have feedback, which we actually got a really good topic today suggested by a listener, so thank you very much in advance, uh, you can let us know. Number is 949-354-3508. Give us a call. Give us a text. If you want to know what Apple product to buy, what to skip, should I uh, upgrade the RAM? Is it worth it? What are your thoughts on this? Or if you have a thought on iPhone 14 or anything uh, kicking around in your mind, uh, let us know at that hotline. Um, Matt, I'm going to return this broken partially very minorly broken lego but uh tell me how you doing how's your week going oh going well we're getting we're inching closer to wwdc we now have the official time of when it's going to uh the keynote's going to happen 10 a.m no surprise there um and i think they've also shared a few other things about just like the schedule of wwdc but yeah we're, we're inching closer i think a good well maybe let's just let's get before we get to our user question very good question this week um let's just talk about some of the new rumors that we're expecting here so um I, the biggest ones are not very big, but it's surrounding the iPhone 14. Two things here. One is that the latest thing from, I'm reading who it is from. Uh, maybe it's not from anyone. Oh, Ross Young says, he is expecting ProMotion and the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max to be capable of dropping to one hertz in ProMotion. So right now we have a ProMotion display that is capable of going to 120 hertz. So you get that super smooth motion and it goes down to 10 hertz. So you can get that uh, energy savings that you would like. Issue with that is that if we wanted to have an always on display, which was rumored for the iPhone 13, if we actually want to see that, I mean, technically it's obviously possible with what we have now, but the way Apple would want to do it is to go down even lower all the way to one hertz. That's what the Apple Watch does. That's what Samsung and Oppo does. Their screens go down to one hertz. Apparently we're going to be seeing that new screen in um, the iPhone 14 Pro, which is something we talked about last week with iOS 16. That's a feature both of us would love to see. Uh, do you think? Do you think we're going to see that? I think we will because the iPhone 14 needs features at this point. I hope so. And it was interesting because last year, like that was a big part of the 13 Pro rumor cycle. But 
I guess maybe just the refresh rate wasn't low enough that even for what is the lowest for promotion is a 10 or 30 hertz or something like it's pretty low but not low enough for like static uh sort of information incrementally being upgraded or updated rather uh but i'm all in it i love on the apple watch one of the biggest game changers for me was just having uh the always on display and i know that with the phone it's not as useful, but if I could just sort of glance down and see the time and like maybe just like a little like app icon of like, hey, like there's a new mail message here or a new text message. You don't have to show me the whole thing, but just like a little preview. I'd love that. And that would be uh, sort of a nice sort of icing on the cake as an upgrade for sort of the pro uh, series on the 14. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have it like, for instance, I've got my Pixel 6 Pro right here, and that hasn't always on display, which you probably can't even see in the video version. Eh, you can kind of see it in the video version. But um, it's nice. Like, I I've used plenty of always on displays before, and they're nice to have. It's just not a feature that on the phone, especially, I really care all that much about. But I would like to see Apple try it and see what their version of this will be. Is it going to be just like the Apple Watch, where it's basically the exact same thing, but it's just always on? Like, I get. I could actually see a world where the lock screen and your wallpaper is at all, or maybe not your wallpaper, but like maybe there's a dark version of your wallpaper and it just kind of always looks yeah. like your lock screen and it's just always on. I could see that actually being possible, but I don't know. I, I like to see Apple take a crack at it. Give us something maybe uh, a little different than what we have on the Android side of things. I don't think they're going to do that, but it would be nice to see. Um, the other thing kind of uh, going, keeping in, in uh, trend with the front of the iPhone. Apparently, I, I didn't... Is this a new rumor about the front-facing camera? I hadn't heard this, but apparently the iPhone 14 is going to uh, feature a new high-end front-facing camera. It's going to have autofocus um, and the rumor or the story with this is that this is going to cost Apple uh, th uh, three times more than what we currently have, which is a lot for Apple. Uh, but hopefully that I means that this is going to be a good camera <laughs> if it's costing that much I more. But I don't think we've heard this before, right? We have, and I don't understand why the price increases because last I heard it was going to have better autofocusing capabilities or like just new autofocusing capabilities. And then you're going to get slightly uh, lower f-stops. I think it was dropping from 2.4 to 1.9 or something. Uh, 1.9. 2.2 to, yep. to 1.9. So that doesn't seem all that crazy on the surface. So I don't know why the costs are three times more. And if they're going to market it as like, oh, look at this new upgraded system. Um, but that is sort of one of the rare uh, benefits of all iPhone 14s, because we've talked about before how the iPhone 14 Pro is going to get that big old 48 megapixel main camera, right. and that's going to be great, but um, looks like all iPhone 14 models at least will get this upgraded selfie camera, which is nice. I mean, that's a little bit so, more light in there. Yeah. It's a little bit more autofocus capabilities. Is that really going to be a marketably better feature? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because we're not supposed to be getting any resolution bump or anything like that. So, yeah, I guess the reason why it's more expensive isn't so much the technology behind it, but th they're worried about supply. So instead of just going all with Chinese suppliers, they're building part of it in South Korea. So that is going to impose higher costs. So it's not so much that the feature is going to cost that much more. But um, and I guess uh, the company was supposed to switch to LG for the iPhone 15's front facing camera, but that moved over. A, a year basically so that's kind of seems like what happened is instead of you know having this for the iphone 15 since supplies are an issue right now they moved to lg doing it this year rather than the year after so a uh, little bit of news there but i am all for a better front-facing camera i don't actually use the front-facing camera all that often but i know 
I'm in definitely the minority there. I know tons of people use the front-facing camera and having that be as high quality as possible makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's one of those features that when uh, I think Oppo made a phone at one point where you can like flip the main camera around. I would mm -hmm. love that. Like if we could just have like the best camera all the time on the front, that'd be great. We're not getting that with the iPhone 14, it seems like, but better is better is better. <laughs> I'm, I'm all here for it. It's funny because I feel like not that long ago, cameras on smartphones were so radically different where the selfie camera was so bad and the back camera was so good. I feel like at least it's still ingrained in my mind to never, ever, ever use the selfie camera because the main camera in the yeah. back is always so much better, which isn't necessarily the case anymore these mm. days. And it's so convenient to use that selfie camera, especially because you can see what you're actually filming. Um, but it's funny how that has changed. And it's also sort of funny, or I don't know if funny is the right word, interesting. I'm continuing uh, continuing to go through that After Steve book, which is really interesting. I'm doing the audiobook on it and listening when I can. But there's a whole section in there about Tim Cook and, you know, how he was the logistics guy and how he really mastered the supply chain. And he was on the ground floor in China at the factories examining all the stuff and even how Johnny Ive was really there, like on the floor looking at the stuff. You know, Apple is known for being a logistical wizard as a company, but I'm so curious how the pandemic and really now the, su the pl supply chain issues have impacted them and probably giving them... Uh, more issues than they've ever seen before. And even if you go to the Apple website now, ordering a number of new products, MacBook Pros, Studio Displays, Mac Studio, basically like any of the big stuff, it's delayed months and months and months. It's like a Tesla these days. It's like you order it now, you're going to get it like in six months. Um, so it's just interesting to sort of see the supply chain issues. And I can't even imagine what Apple is doing right now to combat it for iPhone 14 to like get these made as fast as possible and get them assembled because they know that they're going to launch in September and there's going to be this crazy demand. I'd love to know what kind of like money they're throwing around. Cause you know, there's plenty of companies that are like, we already have a contract with so-and-so company, so oh, we can't yeah. make yours. And Apple's just like, what do you want? I'm sure there's that. Like, I'd love to know those conversations behind the scenes. Like, I mean, yeah, like you said, Tim Cook is the logistics guy. He did supply chain for Apple before he became CEO. I want to know how stressful and how complicated that job is. That that's got that story has to get told one day because, man, it, I mean, there's so many. Like, you have to think about it. It's not just like, oh, we have to figure out who's going to make the iPhone. It's no, we have to figure out who's going to make the screw for the iPhone. Yeah. Like it, every single thing has to be figured out at some point, especially when you're at such a scale like this. That's got to be insane. Plus you have Apple and their like maniac level, like precision with things and how uh, they get special equipment, like installed just for certain parts. I mean, you would love it too. This after Steve book is a fascinating read. Yeah, so many like nuggets of internal stuff. And I'm at the part right now where we're talking about the, the Apple watch and sort of how that came to be. And, uh, fascinating stuff. And even as I know you are like Apple fanatics, uh, lots of things in there that I'd never heard. And again, there's like, I think there's some controversy on whether everything is true or not in there, but I'll just tell you as I'm going through it, really, really good stuff. And, uh, really made me appreciate Johnny Ive a lot more, uh, Tim Cook a lot more, Scott Forstall a lot more, uh, lots of, uh, interesting tidbits on sort of the inside of Apple. So check that out if you guys are listening, if you haven't, um, and we can sort of do a deep dive into that another another time, but just sort of as we talk about supply chain and logistics, uh, interesting how Tim Cook was doing all these things behind the scenes back then and really sort of resurrected Apple in the late 90s. And now it's just sort of a mess to sort of keep the train going as we barrel into a fall that is going to be full of big product launches and like stuff that 
is really going to probably sell really well. For example, AirPods Pro 2. Yep. I think we talked about this, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? Like we've talked about it. There's not really a whole lot of new info besides the fact that it's going to get a new design. It's going to have maybe lossless audio streaming, stuff like that. I'm convinced though that these things are going to sell like hotcakes because AirPods Pro 1 came out in October of 2019. It's three years later now. And I feel like everyone loves their AirPods Pro. And if the design uh, change is true and if all these new features are true, there's going to be like a lot of good reasons and worthwhile reasons to upgrade to sort of the newer pair, even if they go from, what were they before? Were they 229? Um, I think 229 249 kind of mid 200s. Even if Apple upped the price to 299 I still think a lot of people, myself included, and I'm sure you too, would jump for AirPods Pro 2 because it seems like it's going to be a really substantial upgrade. Yeah, no, definitely. And I guess before we get into all the details here, let's just give our question of the week because it's kind of pertaining to all of this. It's a, I don't think they left their name, but basically asking, you know, what about a state of Apple audio show? So tons of question here. Does lossless matter? Can people actually hear the difference with that? How long do AirPods last? Um, what more can they add to AirPods? Uh, best music selections or try to test that high and low, low ranges, future of the HomePod. I mean, tons of questions that they left here. Um, if I just read them, we're just going to be, let's just go through them because there's so many questions that they left. Yeah. Great questions. Good questions too. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so thank you for sending that in. Again, if you have uh, something that you want to send in, we have that hotline that you can send these questions to. But yeah, the, I, uh, the let's just go through what the AirPod 2 or AirPod AirPods Pro 2 are supposed to be featuring. At this point, it seems kind of lame because we've talked about it for so long, but there are actually some pretty solid updates. Um, so I think the big question that is not really a question at this point is the form factor. Are they going to look the same or are they going to be this kind of a stemless design? The rumors go back and forth. I think you and I both are pretty much assuming it's going to look exactly the same, right? I don't know about that, actually. I no? don't know. Just because... With Beats Fit Pro, they've already sort of done a test run of this. Right. I wouldn't be, well, I'm going to say this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the stem sticks around, but I think it's going to look at least visibly different than AirPods Pro right now. That's going to be my bet. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I guess the reason why I don't think that, at the very least, I don't think the stem is going away is because we have those leak images of the uh, case, and the case looks exactly the same except for the new features. It's true. So it's like, yep. If, they're, if it's a radically different design, I would expect them to also redesign the case. But uh, I'll, I'm glad, the I would case, be glad. Go ahead. Unless do you think the case would just be more shallow inside and just sort of have more room in there for a bigger battery? battery? Maybe. I mean, that's maybe, definitely possible. I, I mean, I guess one way you could look at it is maybe if there is no stem, maybe the battery life isn't quite as good. So mm. they put more battery into the case so that you still get the same 24 hours total. But it's maybe four hours of listening per bud. Maybe that's a reason. I could see that be, being possible for sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I do. We are going to see the uh, replaceable tips stick. Obviously, that's one of the big features of the AirPods Pro. Um, I uh, kind of getting to our viewer question here, though, is one of the big features that's the most recent feature that is rumored is lossless audio support. Now, this is something that we heard 
from front page tech john prosser with the airpods and max back uh, when mm-hmm. lossless audio was brought over to um, apple music the rumor there was that airpods max as they sit now have a secret quote-unquote feature built in that apple would be able to you know do a software update and then it would support lossless audio now the issue here why why you may need new hardware especially for the airpods pro 2 is because bluetooth just really can't support it. That's not something, it doesn't have enough band, bandwidth. So you're going to need something else. The obvious would be some sort of AirPlay, you know, integration. Basically, that means Wi-Fi. Um, and apparently, the AirPods Max have that already. That has that feature of, available. It just needs to be turned on and activated. AirPods Pro 2 don't have that. So this new, fe- this new um, pair of AirPods Pro 2 would include that. And then that means you get really high-end audio. And... I, I think that's great. They're the pro version of the AirPods, right? So it makes sense to include a feature like this. But I feel like it'd be very strange if they do it there, but they don't do it with the Max. What do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to see right now what the bandwidth difference is between AirPlay and Bluetooth, and I can't find like a straight answer. But that was always one of the things was you had to have more bandwidth. Bluetooth just didn't support it. You know, on one hand, it makes sense that if it was built in because... Uh, AirPods Max because the new rumors for AirPods Max 2 really just signal a color update that the hardware wouldn't change and you would just get new colors and that would make a lot of sense if it already had the hardware built in for lossless audio and they just had to be turned on I'm not sure if anyone's done any teardowns I'm sure people have done teardowns but have we seen any suggestions that there is extra hardware in there or is this something that would even leak because it might not leak if I think it would just be part of the H, whatever the chip inside is. I forgot what they call it. Right. AirPods Max H1. Is it still AirPods Max? Let's find. Let's figure this out. Uh, chip. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I would assume that you wouldn't actually see anything. I think it would all be integrated into the chip. Um, H1. Yeah. So it's well. Okay. Interesting. Because if it's using the H1, I mean, obviously Apple could just call it the H1 and build in new features anyways. Um, but if it's the H1, I believe that's still what all the other AirPods are using. So maybe it's not. But I I think it's very possible that there's a hidden feature in there that could easily be turned on. That's just my guess. I mean, that would make sense. That's something I would love to see. And I think one of the follow-up questions here, and maybe something we should explain and kind of get into is, okay, so let's say there is lossless audio in AirPods Pro and in um, AirPods Max. Does it even matter? Could you hear the difference? I think, Matt, you're more of an audiophile than I am. So tell me what the difference is and who is going to notice and who's really going to care. Right. So lossless audio. I mean, there's a whole range and variation of audio codecs and audio qualities. Basically, when you get to the lower end, it's just more compressed so that it you have smaller file sizes. You could do things like streaming. But as... You know, uh, but if you want to get the absolute best quality, you have something called lossless. And this is basically, I guess the way to think of it is like it's a one-to-one representation of what the person who made the audio wants it to li- wants it to hear like. It's as good as it gets um, in terms of a, a file format. And there's different file formats to get this lossless, but basically it's a one-to-one representation. Now, the thing is, not every pair of headphones, not every... Uh, not every hardware that you have will actually be able to represent that uh, auditorially, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right word. But <laughs> like the audio that you're listening to on certain headphones, even if you're listening to a lossless 
format won't be able to represent it. And uh, there's a few reasons for that. One is just the actual hardware of the headphones. Maybe it's just not very good. If it's cheap and it's just not made well, then you're just not gonna be able to hear it. Another would be the digital analog converter. And this is more for when you're plugging in actual analog headphones, less so, I mean, everything has this, but the digital to analog converter takes that digital signal from your phone that you're, you know, you're hitting play on the song that's digital. It converts it into analog signals that the headphones can then process into the sound. Um, obviously, everything needs that because you have to transfer it to digital from digital to analog. Now, there's different ways of doing that and different qualities of doing that. So if you have something that's really cheap, just built in, I know people got really mad with the, I think when they went to the iPod Classic, they uh, removed the quote unquote good DAC from the iPod. So people still to this day go and buy older versions of the iPod just for the higher quality audio, even though for you and me who don't care, you plug in your headphones and it works. But there is technically a better sound quality of it. Well, another I will way, say another, too that... Well, go ahead, yeah. Okay, I was going to say just from my personal experience as sort of a dumb person who doesn't understand all this stuff, when I have AirPods Max on like I do right now and I listen to a the highest quality song in Spotify versus a high-end stream from Apple Music, I do notice a difference. Right. And I don't yeah, know if it's on, yeah. on all speakers, whatever it is, but even just like as a blind sound test, you can hear it just sounds a little bit more clear, a little bit more crisp. It's hard to sort of explain, but there is a difference that you can notice even if you don't know what to look for just by the audio quality. Even in my car, streaming through Spotify is okay, but if I stream through Apple Music over Bluetooth, it just sounds noticeably better right exactly that, that yeah so that's the airpods max do have really high-end audio equipment built in right so the speakers inside of the airpods max are actually very high-end and very good quality so when you list so you actually hear the differences compared to something like spotify to apple music with the high res audio and i, I agree i totally hear the difference it's really the main reason why i use apple music and not just spotify all the time because i I mean, I paid for the AirPods Max, so I want that quality difference. The question isn't so much, is there a difference between high-end audio and low-end audio? That's very clear, and I think most people would be able to hear it. Whether or not you care is a whole different question, but you should be able to hear the difference. The question is, will you be able to hear the difference between this high-end audio that we already have and lossless? Because that difference is much, much finer, much smaller, because you're already listening some, to some really great files Going to lossless, hmm, are you, are you going to hear the difference? Some people say yes, some people say no. I, I would say yes, there is obviously a difference. So some people will, will hear the difference. Now, the well, other question I is... I guess... Well, go ahead, yeah. Well, I guess, to, so answering your question as I think about it, on one hand, yes, there is a noticeable difference. And for those out there who care about it, you do want that. On the other hand, depending on how hard this is for Apple to do... If it's not that hard and they can just sort of flip a switch and have this anyways, like if there's, if this is like a byproduct of another upgrade they're already going to make, then it sort of makes them look good because as Apple is sort of the champion of audio and music and they're trying to get into streaming, they'd be like one of a select few, a select number of um, music catalogs who are doing um, sort of high-res lossless audio that is also selling relatively affordable high-res lossless uh, capable headphones as well. So sort of in that ecosystem, as Apple loves to sort of champion audio quality and fidelity and stuff like that, it would be sort of a nice perk of owning Apple products and using Apple streaming service. So something to consider. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I totally agree that Apple would be the company to do this, especially wireless. I don't, I'm sure it exists, but I haven't really seen a mainstream product that touts wireless lossless streaming. Uh, and, you know, famously, maybe not famously, but if you're, if you pay attention to any audio files out there, I mean, they get kind of crazy with it. They could go all the way down to making sure every single thing is analog and they listen to a record or a CD so that there's no distortion whatsoever. It is exactly how it should be. So for those people, I don't know how much this lossless support from Apple Music is going to matter. Like they want the best of the best. But for those that are kind of dabbling in the higher end audio market, I think this is a great stepping stone. And for most people, it's going to be as good as they need ever. Uh, I, I The other question is, okay, yes, maybe it is technically lossless and it is streaming a lossless file, but will is it true? You know, like if they if they let you stream lossless right now, well, it's going to be using Bluetooth, so it's not going to sound any better. But if they do introduce this kind of Wi-Fi streaming, then uh, then it should still should actually sound a little better if they you know, are using more bandwidth and there's no limitation there because there's just a certain amount of data that's needed to transmit these files. So if you're over that, if you're over that, um, that needed bandwidth, then then you should be able to transfer all the data and it shouldn't really matter. But the question is, I mean, Apple, uh, Apple tends to do things in their way while they will call it something. And it's not really that I could maybe see them doing that with lossless. But on the other hand, you know, it was kind of a joke when they introduced Apple Music lossless support. It was kind of a joke that uh, people were making fun of Apple because the AirPods Max, which were released not that long before that, couldn't actually utilize it. So maybe they know that it, they need to up, update it and, you know, get the hardware there in order to actually support it instead of just calling it lossless. And it's not really lossless. Yeah, I wonder what other benefits that would have, like besides higher fidelity audio streaming Trying to think what else you could do. Like if the Apple made, let's say they made that switch. And it's not that crazy to think about because all modern Apple devices use AirPlay anyways. And when you go to connect to your headphones, you're basically doing the same AirPlay sort of connection. Uh, It's in like the same location, so it wouldn't look different to the user. But I wonder what other benefits you would get with an AirPlay connection. Something I would love that I think... go Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, maybe this is what you're about to say, but the the thing that I know, would notice immediately is a better connection because, uh, I mean, Bluetooth is great. AirPods have the best connection out of any headphones I've ever used and have ever used since they came out. I think it's still the best. But if I am up here in my office, which is like in the far upstairs corner, and then if I go all the way to the basement, it disconnects, obviously. I mean, that's that's just, that's far. That's like three stories of difference. But with Wi-Fi, that wouldn't be an issue. I'd be able to go anywhere because it's on my right. Wi-Fi network. Well, here are two things I'd love to see Apple fix if they were to make this happen. And maybe this would sort of fix that. One is the auto switching on AirPods is atrocious. I try to turn <laughs> it off on every device because it yep. never works well. And it's always switching you when you don't want to be switched. And also, something that Bluetooth can do that I think that maybe Apple could do better with this AirPlay implementation if they go that route is multi-device support. I want to be able to have my AirPods connected to my phone and my Mac or my iPad and my phone or all three. And maybe you're not... And for me, it's not even like simultaneous audio. Like, I don't want to listen to three different streams. 
I just want to be able to switch through back and forth between uh, okay, let me say back and forth between them seamlessly and easily. And I guess that's the idea of sort of the automatic switching, but it just doesn't work. So if I could sort of be connected to all three at once, and then I could at a moment's notice just switch, 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 uh, switch over, um, that'd be great. That's what I'd love to see. That's sort of my biggest issue with all AirPods products now is the automatic switching just sort of is awful. Yeah, that no, I agree. It's it's it works when you don't care about it working, and then when you need it to work, it just doesn't work. Right. That's what it's. That's what it feels like. Like, yeah. So like, or it'll work between your iPad and your iPhone, but if you want it to work from the Mac, the Mac has just always had issues with this. For the some Mac reason. is always a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I would love some more solid connection there for sure. That'd be great. And I mean, I've used like Bose makes. I'm sure Sony does this too, but Bose makes um, in their headphones they connect to multiple devices, and that's actually pretty solid. Like if you pick up, you're listening on your phone, and you're connected to your Mac as well, it's able to connect to both at the same time. If you pause on one and play on the other, it switches almost instantly. And I've never had an issue with that. So I don't know. Maybe Apple's trying to get too smart with it. Like it's trying to guess when you want it and when you don't, instead of just you know the play is stopped here there's no more signal going through and now the other device i'm connected to is trying to play audio let me switch obviously that's what apple's trying to do but it, it doesn't work very well um, i'm trying to think of what other things like if they added a more connected feature i mean this would be silly but i guess if it's working with airplay then like be able to play through a speaker and my headphones at the same time i don't know why you would want to do that but i, I guess that could be possible um yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of what else what else they can add, but I, it's really just those simple things. I mean, because if they perfect those things, if they you have the super high res audio, you have the super super strong connection and able to switch seamlessly, then I mean that's those are those are big features to to get right. And there's also rumors now that they're going to build in some kind of fitness monitoring right. into the AirPods Pro themselves. That alone is another really cool feature. And I, again, I think we talked about this before. I, my question is, does it complement the Apple Watch? Is it a replacement to the Apple Watch? Can you use both simultaneously? Because if I'm already wearing the watch, I don't want to have you know conflicting data. But if I could capture extra data by having AirPods Pro in my ears when I work out, which is already the case, that'd be super cool. And again, sort of we're already building and building up to a really big upgrade that I think is setting up these new AirPods Pro for a lot of success. Even if half the stuff is true, I still think it's got a good shot of being... Um, very successful. Oh yeah, definitely. I think these are going to be a hit. I was I was looking. I'm I'm trying to find the actual article. Well, let me see if I find it here. But basically, it's from Apple for the uh, Swift. Oh, here it is. Apple is giving AirPods Pro to Swift Challenge yeah, winners at WWDC that. 2022. It's like that's kind of a slap in the face. It's like we're coming well, out. With you, these yeah, it's one. like these are three year old. Or, or we got some inventory to get get out of here. It's like, would you like an iPod Touch too? I know, exactly. But maybe they're going to be giving AirPods Pro, but it's AirPods Pro 2 because they're announcing them at WWDC. That would be that would be nice. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be great. <laughs> hey, I, I'd love Air, hey, AirPods Pro, like I said before, one of those Apple products that I would buy instantly just because I use it every single day. AirPods Max, I use these every day too, but AirPods Pro are... They're versatile, they're compact, you can take them around with you, they sound really good, they're great for music, for calls, for whatever. There's just like, I, I have very little to complain about with them and I love them so much that I would buy them again in a heartbeat. So I'm ready for AirPods Pro 2, I'm ready. I was just checking and I, AirPods Pro and AirPods Max did get the update where it should be able to find kind of, you should be able to find it just like AirTags, it just doesn't have the ultra wideband uh, 
tech, so you can't like you know use your phone to get the arrow to find it instantly. It, but it's supposed to use a Bluetooth beacon, very similar to AirTags, and it kind of works. Like if you go into the Air Air, um, what's it called? Uh, find, find my, my app. app. It does. It looks better than it used to, but I agree, it's not as reliable. I found every time I've needed to do it, it it's. It's like kind of hit or miss, especially with playing the sound. That's the part well, that never really yeah. seems to work. I'm trying right now. So I know for a fact my AirPods Pro are right now at home on my desk in the case. And it's just for me, no location found. So yeah. I can't do anything. I literally cannot see anything about them. It just has no locations. Oh, here we go. Okay, never mind. It just updated. It said 54 minutes ago they were at home. Okay, so I got something. But if it's using to find my network, why wouldn't it be an instant why wouldn't I know where they were right now? I just, something just seems weird about it. It's just been so unreliable for me. Yeah. But I, I think if they can build in the full air tag functionality, then that'd be the, yeah. that'd be the way to go. That'd be nice. Uh, unless you want to be one of those people that buys like one of those AirPods cases with the air tag slot in it. So you have this huge hey, chunky thing that you have to carry. Not a, I, I will say I have an air tag in my wallet and my keys. <laughs> those are the two I have. Actually I have, well, I need to get one for my Apple TV remote cause I have the case now for it. But, I will say, incredible peace of mind. For $30, having it in my wallet, knowing if something was to happen, I could always find it. I don't have to be like, oh, did I put my wallet there? Or just That, for me, is worth it. So I love AirTags. I just wish that that oh, technology would get yeah. better in the other Apple products. So Right, exactly. I, like, I don't see why they can't build in an AirTag natively like into the hardware of everything. Like right. I guess the iPhone doesn't need it because it has an LTE connection, but like a MacBook or um, iMac, that'd be nice to have just in case, you know. Um, because I guess without the battery, it's has, just like, like if a it little... connects to the internet, then it does it. But yeah, yeah, but I I agree they they should be able to build that in somehow. But um, anyways, AirPods Pro two looking great. Um, another sort of interesting question in um, sort of this uh, field of questions was about the future of the HomePod. And we did discuss this last week, and I think a couple of weeks ago too, about, you know, Apple HomePods have been unreliable. Some people are picking them up to sort of use for their home theater. There's now rumors that Apple could introduce a new version or an update to the HomePod, some kind of new HomePod hardware. Apple sort of, they a lot of problems here. They entered the series late behind Amazon. They were too expensive and Siri was too dumb. So they're now facing a lot of issues to combat that, even though the audio sounds so good, which HomePod Mini sounds pretty good, but it doesn't really have a whole lot going for it these days. Right, exactly. I, I mean, there, there's just not, even with uh, Google and Amazon, there's just not much innovation here because it's like they're already good enough. Like, what else do you want them to do? And I guess from Apple's perspective is they don't have a big speaker anymore, right? Because they, they uh, discontinued the original HomePod. Every other company like Google and Amazon have multiple big speakers that have really good sound quality. So Apple, I think, does need to enter that market again. And that's kind of what the latest rumor is. This is from uh, Ming-Chi Kuo. He's saying that Apple's targeting Q4 of this year or Q1 of next year to introduce the next HomePod model. And this, according to him, is going to be the larger model. So, uh, you know, the, the big HomePod is coming back, um, but should be... Uh, uh, cheaper than what we had before, hopefully, because that was definitely one of the biggest issues. Um, also, uh, he said that there's not going to be much innovation in hardware design, which I don't really think is that big of a deal. Um, but if we have a cheaper, better sounding speaker from Apple than we have now, I think that's a good thing. And that's something, I mean, I would buy one. I've, I've converted over to the HomePod network and I love it. And it's great for what I need it for. And I 
I, I just, I keep debating, should I buy another big HomePod from like eBay? Because I love the way it sounds, but it's also like, at some point they're gonna stop, stop supporting it, right? So I'm just deciding when I should do that. Now it seems like I'm gonna wait because uh, these seem to be coming. I guess the other question is, you know, we did hear rumors that Apple is working on a HomePod with a screen, but I don't mm-hmm. think we've heard anything recently about that, right? No, it was like that like one thing I think came out from Mark Gurman of Bloomberg yeah, that I was, was working on it. And it's just sort of interesting because, like you said, I feel like there was like a race to innovate in this space for the home. Like we're going to make all these speakers and all these things and Amazon's going to put screens on everything and put Alexa everywhere. And they did that. And now it's sort of like, okay, so we've got the hardware, but what are you going to do with it? Google's got hardware. Amazon's got hardware. I just don't know what Apple could do with a speaker with a screen built in there, what it could do differently, what it could do well, and how much it's going to cost that would make it worth it. Because I mean, I, I guess, okay, so it sounds really good. I could do like FaceTime calls, maybe like move around to follow me. But what would the purpose of that be? And like what, I'm trying to think of like what the advantages of Apple getting into that space because I don't really see it from the surface. Well, I think the the main thing is not so much that they would do anything crazy innovative, but mainly just that they would have something in that space, just like the competitors do. Because Amazon has their Echo Show 10 or whatever it is that spins around wherever you are, it has a good speaker in it. Uh, Nest, Google Nest has their uh, home hub, which has a big screen in it. So it's like Apple just needs to have one, whether or not it needs to be super innovative. I don't even know if that I don't even know if it needs to, but I think the the advantage of it is that it would have FaceTime built in. It would have all your uh, HomeKit stuff built in, right? So that's the advantage, not so much the hardware itself. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be sort of like the iPad OS where you could like show recipes on there. Like, would it be a modified version of iOS? Would it be uh, its own sort of interface or sort of like other Apple products we've seen where it's like a stripped down version of it? I'm just, I'm trying to picture this. Well, did we hear... To- didn't we hear rumors of home OS being a thing? Like, isn't there yeah, a we did. code about that? Well, we did hear that, but I also think like, okay, so Google's doing it, Amazon's doing it, other companies are doing it. Is the market for home speakers with a screen in it that big? Like, I just like, is it really worth all that time in R&D for to put a screen in the middle of your kitchen? I think that the biggest reason for that would be for uh, like phone calls and, and I guess FaceTime calls if it's from Apple. I think that's a big one. I know that my parents use that, for instance, with the Amazon line. And they also use it for like recipes and stuff. I know that's what's always advertised with these speaker or these uh, screens in your kitchen. I've personally never used it like that, but my parents use that all the time. And I know other people that do that as well. Um, I, I think it's just nice to have an always on display that's kind of like, I mean, as, as Google or Nest calls it, it's your home hub. It's like, where you can just kind of get a lay of the land of what's happening in your home, whether that be notifications, whether that be a doorbell, whether that be your home kit, everything like that. I think, I think there's, there's a case to be made there, whether or not I need every single feature of it. eh, I don't know, but parts of it are cool. I will say one advantage that I do see is the idea. And it sounds simple, but it's like smart photo frames are making a return. Like they're making a comeback. Yeah. And if you could have like this super sleek Apple device that had a really good speaker, had the camera, but like when it was idle, you could have it just cycle through your photo library. That would be a big deal. And I'm using oh. right now iCloud photo library. Um, what's it called? Shared folders. I have like a folder of like all my like baby pics and we share right. it with like my parents, my wife's parents, like 
family members like it's like the place and it's really easy and it works really well besides an error that i'll talk about in another episode just stupid apple thing but if like that could be like a gift it's like hey i'm gonna give you this really cool thing but really it's just always going to download the latest pictures of the baby for you to see i actually that might be like on my list to like get my parents and my in-laws like i could actually see that being a persuasive thing i know that google sort of does it and amazon they um they both do it but for those in the apple ecosystem and those who rely on this which is everyone I can think of, that would actually be a really compelling feature that uh, might just make it worth it just for that alone. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think if Apple did make a a speaker like this, they would absolutely include that, especially because if you remember when the first iPad came out, it had that mode. You could, when you uh, unlocked it and you had it docked, you can click that little photo frame button and it turned into a photo frame. So Well, you know what's weird too is that I might be wrong on this, but I looked the other day. I didn't see that option on the Apple TV. You can view photos, but I could be wrong on this. So comment below if I'm wrong. But when I went into the settings, there is no screensaver that is photos for my cloud photo library. I think there might be. And I guess one of the issues too is there might have been a photo stream thing. And remember, there was that. I never knew what was what was a photo stream. I think they got rid of that, but that was like another part of it. But I was surprised that there just wasn't a, hey, here's your screensaver options. Select iCloud Photo Library. Okay, do you want to have a folder that you have as your uh, screensaver? So I'm what, like, oh, I'm going to pick this. Here's what you got to do. You got to go on the Photos app on Apple TV. Uh, this is from Apple's website. Of course. Navigate of course. To, sh- to the shared albums or, or the shared or albums category and then um, make one, basically. Select one. Um, and then you have to go to settings on the Apple TV, then go to screensaver, and then select my photos, and then it, oh, it you know up. what? I might not have my cloud logged in for photos. That might be what it is. Okay, so just scratch all that. That might have been my fault. Um, <laughs> but that's what I was thinking the other day. That's what sort of got me on this. But I mean, and also I'm a sucker because on TikTok, all I see are these ads for these smart photo frames, probably because oh, yeah. the algorithm knows. But I think that, that actually would be like you have like the super sleek thing on your counter that just cycles your photos. That might be kind of cool. And the thing is, is like Google's great and Amazon's great. I can't do it for my parents because then I'd have to take the photos and somehow sync them to another service. And if it was Apple, it'd just be done. It's easy. It just just works. So yeah, it's exactly. It's all about being in that ecosystem. Okay. So another interesting point here we can sort of touch on briefly. And an interesting question is, you know, so the HomePod was positioned as a music device. Then you sort of have had a position as a you could sort of set up as a home theater device. Do you think we could see sort of Apple take a Sonos approach where like this is the lineup of multi-room speakers you've got to have? Or do you think as this commenter sort of persuade or uh, positioned, and maybe that could be true, is could Apple sort of acquire Sonos? And maybe there's a sort of a Sonos Apple relationship there that they could really make this really nice sort of um, sort of higher end uh audio system and experience that gives you really nice sort of audio for listening to music or watching movies. Do you think that there's a sort of Sonos-like move there where Apple makes an audio line perfect for sort of everything, all your home entertainment, the, the HomePod can do? Yeah, that's interesting because I guess on one hand, well, there was a rumor a little while ago that they were going to acquire Sonos, right? Uh, that just, I guess, never happened. I think so. And Sonos is still going strong, surprisingly, um, even in this world of uh, of everyone making speakers. They're still doing pretty well. Um, I don't know if Apple would do go full full Sonos where they have like sound bars, subwoofers, surround sound. Like I don't think they would do that necessarily. But 
I think they definitely want to make the HomePod your home speaker. So that means, you know, you know, one of the things Sonos started as was your entire house sound system. So they would be built right. into the walls and you just were able to control it through the Sonos system. I yep. think Apple definitely wants to do that. And you can basically already do that. That's how I have my house set up. Um, but in terms of the home theater side of it, I don't know if they would go full scale ahead or full steam ahead and making a home theater system rather maybe have a home theater setting where when you put two home pods in stereo then it like knows it's in home theater mode maybe uh, yeah i mean one thing i know that apple would never do but i would love to see is like a, a home pod or not a home pod but like an apple sound bar like yeah, something like really like here's like a nice thing for your entertainment center that's going to sound really good the problem is like you mentioned matt like there's already sort of that setting with home pods so they don't really need to do that but i'd love to see some sort of premium high-end like seven eight hundred dollar you know soundbar that's like a really good thing that has all that apple spatial audio tuning built in there to give you something really good and um i, mean, I feel cool like a home, uh i don't think they will do it but i think a home or a soundbar is possible yeah, because it, it sort of makes sense the marketing makes sense because it's like we have apple tv plus we want to you we want you to experience it the way apple intends it's perfectly tuned for apple tv plus it also acts as a speaker obviously or a, it's not a speaker obviously it's a speaker but as a smart speaker so it has a siri built in uh and it acts as a home hub for mm-hmm. your home kit like there's a definitely something to be said about it and it's and got it apple tv good. built in yeah Ooh, maybe there you go yeah i mean there's we could have heard uh not so long ago about apple rumored to be making like a little apple tv stick something cheaper but that also would make sense and i guess uh, matt and i were going back and forth about tvs and i was sort of like looking at like okay what's the best sound bar these days it's like not crazy and no surprise sonos like the sonos arc is supposed to be like a really good you know it's like if you don't want to go all out on speakers it's like a plug and play solution that just works it's not cheap but it's supposed to be really good there's definitely like a, a category there and it was interesting again in that book uh the after steve book they sort of talked about how you know when steve jobs had died apple was going to go in many different directions and everyone thought apple was going to make a tv that steve jobs said he cracked the code on tv and they were going to make their own tv obviously that didn't work or they didn't pursue that and i'm curious as to why i wonder if that would have been a good move maybe apple sort of saw the writing on the wall with tv sets that just wasn't a lucrative um business or industry for them to get into because there's a lot of reasons why it didn't make sense it was also interesting in the book they sort of um poth i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to get fans of my words here they questioned the idea that maybe steve jobs hadn't shared it as widely as he had you would have assumed so no one really knew what he was talking about um but i wonder if uh there is still a a way for apple to enter the home entertainment the home theater space with like a really nice all-in-one solution it's not doesn't have they don't have to make the tv but here's like a nice sound bar that goes with your tv it's got apple tv built in maybe it has cameras built in but that's a whole other sort of security privacy thing um but that would be really cool and i think that'd be a great pairing with sort of a nice high-end tv by the way, Matt, I, I sent you that link. I know. Uh, LG OLED, lowest price ever on Amazon. I know. So it's tempting saying, for sure. I'm at them like, just yeah, no, crazy. that's a great deal. And yeah, pair that with a nice sound bar. I want, you know what sound bar I want that I can't justify, but I really want. I want this, the Sennheiser Ambio. Uh, you know which one that is? I haven't, but I do think there's something interesting there. I would love to see Apple enter the speaker space 
Don't know if they're ever going to, but I guess maybe we'll see uh, maybe soon, sometime at the end of the year, uh, what new HomePod uh, models will sort of uh, reveal themselves and what Apple could do. Maybe we'll see that uh, HomePod with the screen one day, uh, hopefully in the not so distant future. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we have, uh, we're surviving another week in the tech drop, but hopefully all that will end very soon with WWDC right around the corner. Again, if you guys have questions, you have thoughts, you have uh, suggestions on how we can fill an hour of time, we'd love to know. Just like uh, that. Uh, thank you very much for the unnamed uh, commenter. That was very helpful. So thank you. Uh, you can submit your own uh, questions and feedback. Number is 949-354-3508. Also remember that there is a video version of this podcast as well on YouTube and we are available on audio form wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, as always, it's been great. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Apple Circle Podcast.